For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Monday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, I recap the NFL Draft and give my grades for each team. The Fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis from around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The chase is on and the chase is live. Now, let's save the ceremony. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It is Monday, April 29th, and the NFL draft has concluded. So, all the months of prep and detailing prospects and looking up their tape and speculating on where some of the top prospects are going to land after five mock drafts the event is over and we can now recap what we saw what teams did and in this episode i would like to share my analysis for what each team went out and did in trying to improve their team solidifying certain positions moving forward as we gear up for the 2019 season now i understand it seems like there's still a ways away from football but at least we're moving closer into may and before we know it hopefully the hall of fame game will come in early august and next thing you know we're ramping up for some more nfl football and so I want to kind of go by each division, talk briefly about each team, give my favorite pick, and also give a pick that I'm calling weight on it. So maybe your favorite team took a player in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, and you're really not sure why they did. I'm here to explain to you why you need to wait on it, give this player time to develop, and eventually be an impact player 
for your favorite team in the future. So I'm going to go and get going with the AFC South, right? The Houston Texans. Here are their draft picks. They went Alabama State offensive tackle, Titus Howard, and then Kentucky Lonnie Johnson. Northern Illinois offensive tackle, Max Sharping. San Diego State tight end, Cahale Waring. Texas defensive end, Charles Amenahu. Central Michigan corner, Xavier Crawford. And then closing out the draft with Texas A&M running back Cullen Gillespie with the number 220 overall pick. So here's my best pick here for the Houston Texans. I'm going with Kentucky corner Lonnie Johnson in the second round. I think that's good value for a player that's a long-rangey corner who was very productive in the SEC. Now, some people thought that Johnson could sneak into the first round just because he tested very well. And then you look at his pre-draft visits. I mean, he visited extensively with a number of teams. The Texans, we know the secondary has been a key area of focus this offseason as they really are in the process of revamping it. They brought on Deshaun Gibson. They lost Tyron Matthew. They did not retain Kareem Jackson. And they also cut ties with the former first-round pick in Kevin Johnson. So I think Lonnie Johnson has the opportunity to step right in and be a starter opposite of Jonathan Joseph. I like his ball skills. Now here's a weight on it pick for you. And it's Texas defensive end Charles Amenahu in the fifth round. Amenahu, I feel like, slipped a little bit further than many people expected. I certainly viewed him as a second, third round pick. Now, I understand there's a lot of flaws to his game. He needs to refine his skills a little bit as an edge rusher. He needs more versatility. He needs to become more dynamic. He's viewed as a raw prospect. But joining a Houston front that already has J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, and that's, of course, if they do retain him for the 2019 season, Whitney Merciless, I think he's going to be able to go on there, not have too much on his plate, and really just go play ball alongside some dominant defensive players already. He has long arms, so if you can refine some things there with Romeo Cornell, he's a guy that may take a couple of years to develop But when he reaches max potential, and we saw a little bit of it at Texas, he can be a really good player. Now, for my overall grade for the Texans, I'm giving them a C+. I felt like Titus Howard there was a little bit of a reach. They were caught flat-footed as the Eagles traded right in front of them to get Andre Dillard. So I feel like Houston, in their current situation, I'm not sure why they weren't more aggressive and securing Dillard, especially considering how far he slid down the board. Now the next team here in the AFC South is the Indianapolis Colts. They went with Temple's Rocky Sin, TCU outside linebacker Ben Benugu, Ohio State receiver Paris Campbell, Stanford linebacker Bobby Okariki, Michigan State safety Kari Willis, USC safety Marvell Tell, Tarleton State linebacker EJ Speed, Mississippi State edge Jerry Green, Utah offensive tackle Jackson Barton, and closing out the draft with Ole Miss offensive line Javon Patterson. So the best pick here for the Colts in my eyes was Ohio State wide receiver Paris Campbell in the second round. He can flat out fly, and one thing the Colts have been lacking has been just 
reliable targets for Andrew Luck. We saw that he was able to come back, bounce back after that shoulder injury that knocked him out all of the 2017 season. I know T.Y. Hilton's a very similar player. That guy can take the top off of defenses. And they went on and signed Devin Funches. So I understand that they, they're pretty set at the position. But adding a guy like Campbell that can be a home run hitter for a high-powered offense, Frank Reich, and then of course they got the stout offensive line to get the run game going. I really like what Campbell can bring to the table for a young Indianapolis team. He is a game changer. And then how about a wait on it pick for Indianapolis? Stanford linebacker Bobby Okariki. I know they took him in the second round, right? But this guy is a very raw linebacker. He's an athletic freak. And if you don't know by now, the Colts like identifying speedy linebackers that play a little bit undersized. So you can see that in Darius Leonard and the type of impact that he had. Now, I'm not going to say that Okariki is going to be Darius Leonard because that guy is a unique talent. But I think you give him a year or two to learn some things, hammer down the playbook. He has the speed. He has the vision to blow up plays in the backfield. So I really like that pick as kind of a long-term play. And as for the overall grade of the Colts, I give them an A-. Rocky sends a heck of a pick there in the second round. And many people viewed him as the number one corner in this year's draft. So he adds to an already impressive team with the Indianapolis Colts. Now to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They drafted Kentucky Josh Allen, Florida offensive tackle J. Juan Taylor, Josh Oliver, Murray State linebacker Quincy Williams, Temple running back Raquel Armstead, Washington State quarterback Gardner Minshew, and Auburn defensive tackle Dontavious Russell. The best pick here for me was Josh Allen going in the first round. Nobody expected him to be there at number seven. He lands on an, an already stacked defensive front there in Jacksonville. He gets to go play alongside Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, then pairing with those versatile linebackers. He is my favorite player in the draft this year, and I would have taken him over Nick Bosa myself. So him landing in Duval, excellent value there at seven. And my weight on it is Temple running back Ryquel Armstead in the fifth round. He's a boulder, a rock runner, very physical. And you know what? As days progress on, I get the sense that Leonard Fournette and his future in Jacksonville, it's very much uncertain considering the strained relationship that he has with the team's ownership. Then, of course, he gets arrested for a speeding violation earlier this offseason. So if Ryquel Armstead can develop into that runner and he brings some grit when he runs the ball, you watch his film. He's a very high upside type of runner. So I like that pick a lot. And that's a weight on it type of player that you want to see him, see what he can do in the preseason. And if he shows that he's capable to be the every down back for Jacksonville, I'm just going to say it right now. Do not be surprised if Jacksonville looks to unload Fournette for a mid-round pick, as crazy as that sounds, that's something that I truly believe is in the works there for the Jaguars. Overall, great. I'm giving them a B+. I like the Allen pick. I like J. Juan Taylor. Excellent value there in round number two. Now to the Tennessee Titans. Here's their draft hall. Mississippi State, Jeffrey Simmons. 
Ole Miss receiver A.J. Brown, Charlotte offensive guard Nate Davis, Iowa safety Amani Hooker, Georgia outside linebacker DeAndre Walker, and then West Virginia linebacker David Long Jr. The best pick here for me is Jeffrey Simmons in the first round. Now, he could very well miss his entire rookie campaign as he works his way back from an ACL tear. But look, if this guy is healthy coming into the draft, I know he had some red flags, which is why he was a controversial selection. But just purely as a football player, Jeffrey Simmons brings a lot to the table. And some scouts say that he's on the same level as Quinn and Williams, just as that disruptive defensive tackle. So the Titans, they get to bring in another valuable asset that can play alongside Jarrell Casey for many years to come. I like that. At number 19 overall. And then the weight on it pick. How about Georgia outside linebacker DeAndre Walker. They take him in the fifth round. Now I know his film was very inconsistent. Which is why he was available there in the mid rounds. But I like his athleticism. He's got a good quick burst off the line of scrimmage. And Tennessee's been looking for another young outside linebacker. That can come in and sit behind Cameron Wake. Who's the veteran who's done it for a long time. And Walker He's not going to be an immediate impact player, but I'm telling you, he has the traits to where if he can learn, really commit himself to getting his body right, maybe adding a little bit more muscle, he could be a special player in the very near future. Overall, great for Tennessee, who was the host of the 2019 NFL Draft. I'm giving them an A-flat. I think they did some good things. I like the Monty Hooker pick there. Safety out of Iowa. So look for them to continue to build on that young core they got going on there in Nashville. Now we'll move to the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. They drafted Houston DT, Ed Oliver, Oklahoma offensive tackle Cody Ford. Florida Atlantic running back Devin Singletary, Mississippi tight end Dawson Knox, Florida linebacker Vosan Joseph, Miami safety Jaquan Johnson, North Carolina AT&T edge rusher Dale Johnson, and Boston College tight end Tommy Sweeney. I really like what the Bills did. The best pick here, clearly Houston DT at Oliver in the first round, number nine overall. Oliver was gaining steam as a top five pick ahead of NFL Draft Weekend. And you know what? The Bills were one of the teams that were making calls to actually move up to land Oliver for that defense and find Kyle Williams' replacement. As we know, the veteran defensive tackle called it quits and called it a career after a successful tenure there. And so Oliver, this guy, is an explosive defensive tackle. Not only that, but he provides position flex and he joins an already talented Buffalo defense that ranked in the top five last season. Not a lot of people talk about that Bills defense, but Sean McDermott is building something special and Oliver will have a big hand in that moving forward. Wait on it, pick for the Bills. Florida linebacker Vosan Joseph, who I was able to interview on my podcast in the fifth round, this guy provides speed at the second level, which the Bills need. He's a pure football player. He isn't the biggest. He's not the fastest, but he's instinctual, and he's going to play the game for a long time. He provides another versatile Swiss Army knife for Buffalo's defense. Love the value there in the fifth round coming out of Florida. Overall, great for the Bills. How about an A? They filled a lot of needs. I like the Jaquan Johnson pick there from Miami, and then they also 
provide some more depth there on the offensive line. Cody Ford, that's a heck of a pick there at number 38 overall. Moved up to get him. Protect Josh Allen, your franchise quarterback. I can dig it. Miami Dolphins, this team's in the rebuilding phase. New head coach there with Brian Flores. Chris Greer taking over. And I like what they've done so far. Took Christian Wilkins in the first round. Wisconsin offensive guard Michael Dieter. Wisconsin linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle. So double dip there from the Badgers. Ohio State offense tackle Isaiah Prince. Auburn fullback Chandler Cox. And then they end the draft with Washington running back Miles Gaskin. My favorite pick here from Miami was the guard from Wisconsin, Michael Dieter, in the third round. We know Wisconsin is an offensive line factory. We've seen them pump out plenty of top elite players that are thriving in the NFL. Dieter is a physical guard that can come in. You know the Dolphins, that was a key area of need was addressing the offensive line. And I feel like a guy like Dieter, even though you're getting him in the third round, he can absolutely step in and be a day one starter. How about a wait on it pick here? Washington running back Miles Gaskin. I don't know how he lasted all the way to the seventh round, but he had a thousand plus yards the last two or three years for the Huskies. Very good running back. He's physical. He's not the most flashy type of back. But entering a Dolphins backfield that has Kenyon Drake, he's in a contract year. Kalen Balage, second year back. Askin, he could have himself a role there in Miami despite being a seventh round pick. Especially if Drake is not retained after the 2019 season. So give this guy some time and he could end up being a nice valuable piece now for an overall grade for the Miami Dolphins, I'm giving them a C plus. Now don't view this as a negative Miami fan, so don't be coming at me in my DMs trying to argue with me. I love the Wilkins pick, but I just feel like they didn't have as high enough draft picks really to provide impact players. Wilkins is not the type of guy that's going to be an Aaron Donald, so to speak. He's more of a gap filler and he can stop the run and I do like what he brings off the field. High character guy. I just didn't see it enough to where I can give him a B. So C plus there for the Dolphins, but I do believe they're positioning themselves to be a contender in the future years and also adding Josh Rosen for a second round pick and a 2020 fifth round pick. That's an excellent job there by Greer making that happen when he did. The New England Patriots, they had themselves a very strong draft, very busy working the phone lines. They had Arizona State, Nikhil Harry, Vanderbilt, Jawan Williams, Michigan defensive end Chase Winovich, Alabama running back Damian Harris, West Virginia offensive tackle Yadni Kajust, Arkansas guard Hajalti Froholt, I hope I'm saying that right, Auburn quarterback Jared Stidham, Maryland defensive end Byron Cowart, Stanford punter Jake Bailey. How about showing some love to the punter? And then Mississippi corner Ken Webster. The best pick here of them all is Vandy corner Jawan Williams in round two. 6'4", long, rangy corner. And I really like this guy's upside. Williams is another player I was able to interview on the podcast leading up to the NFL draft. He has a great head on his shoulders very smart. He's a football junkie. He loves watching film. He is a perfect fit for Bill Belichick. I think he's going to step into that facility from day one. He's going to continue to work hard and he gets to learn from Stephon Gilmore, one of the best corners in the game. 
Do not be surprised if Jawan Williams is in the running for Defensive Player of the Year in 2019. A wait on it pick here for New England Patriots, Yadni Kajus, the off of the tackle from West Virginia. Now, I understand there's some red flags about him, so people don't believe he can hold up well in pass protection. But coming from the Big 12, he sure did a lot of pass setting in a league that saw plenty of passing. And you know he's going to get to go play for one of the best offensive line coaches in the business there in New England. And we see how that offensive line, regardless if you were a first-round pick, second-round pick, or seventh-round pick, there always seems to be immense production coming from the position. Keep an eye on Kajust, who has all the physical skills and traits. To excel at the next level, overall grade, I'm giving them an A+. I love what they did. They just improved their team even more. They lost some players in free agency, but there's tremendous value picks that they were able to capitalize on. Now to the AFC West, the Denver Broncos. Here's their draft haul. Iowa tight end Noah Fant after they traded back. K-State offensive line Dalton Risner, Missouri quarterback Drew Locke, Ohio State DT Draymond Jones, Oregon outside linebacker Justin Hollins, Colorado wide receiver Jawan Winfrey. Here's my favorite pick for Denver and John Elway, Kansas State offensive lineman Dalton Risner. He provides versatility. He's played center, guard, and tackle. The Denver Broncos we know that they've really put an emphasis on bringing in some linemen, but they did lose Max Garcia in free agency. So a guy like Risner can come in from day one. He can be a vital asset. He's a high-character guy. I love everything about Risner, so love that pick. Now, how about a wait on it? Missouri quarterback Drew Locke, who they traded up. They had back-to-back picks in the second round. Risner 41, Locke 42. And it just, as we all knew, Elway was just infatuated with Locke this entire pre-draft process. He was the number one quarterback atop their board. And the Broncos snag him in round two. That's excellent value for a guy that has a lot of upside. Big body quarterback. He gets to go to Denver, sit behind Joe Flacco, who's another big quarterback. So that's a perfect pairing in my eyes. Give him a year or two. They already have a lot of good young weapons in Denver and Mile High. Locke could be the guy after plenty of swing and misses there for Elway. Overall great for Denver. B+. Now we go to Kansas City Chiefs. Here's their draft picks. Georgia wide receiver McCole Hardman. Virginia DB Juan Thornhill. Western Illinois DT Kalen Saunders. South Carolina corner Rashad Fenton. Utah State running back Darwin Thompson. And Illinois offensive guard Nick Algaretti. My top pick here for Kansas City by far is Georgia receiver McCole Hardman. He's an electric playmaker, return specialist. He can do it out of the slot. And let's just face it, I really do believe that this is Tyreek Hill's replacement. We know Hill is in an ongoing investigation after that latest audio spilled out. The day of Thursday's draft, McCole Hardman, he lit up the SEC when he had the ball in his hands. I like everything about it. It was reported today that the Jets considered making a big jump up to the second round to snag him, but the Chiefs beat them to the punch. And how about a wait on it pick? And I really like this one for Kansas City, Brett Veach, 
Western Illinois DT Kalen Saunders in the third round. If you watched him at the Senior Bowl, he was absolutely dominant in one-on-one drills, winning the battles in the trenches against Garrett Bradbury, who is regarded as the number one center in this year's draft class. I really love and dig that pick. I think you put him behind Chris Jones, and you can learn some things. He's a heavyweight. He's a disruptive player in the interior Give him a couple of years, and I'm telling you what, Kansas City may have themselves a very good defensive tackle that can come in and thrive in Steve Spagnuolo's 4-3 scheme. I really like what Kansas City did. They didn't have a first-round pick, but I'm still giving them an A- minus for what they're able to do and bringing even a guy like Darwin Thompson, who's a running back who can do it all out of the backfield. Some people compare him to Tariq Cohen out of Utah State. Darwin Thompson, I like that as well. Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers, they got Jerry Tillery. Nasir Adderley, Sue falls off into tackle Trey Pimpkins, Notre Dame linebacker Drew Tranquell, North Dakota State quarterback Easton Stick, Houston outside linebacker Miki Ubule, and then Cincinnati DT Cordes Broden. Here's my favorite pick here by LA by a mile. Delaware safety Nasir Adderley getting him in the second round. He's versatile. He can cover as a free safety, and he's going to come in and replace the released veteran Jaleel Adai, who the Chargers cut ties with earlier this offseason. Derwin James and Nasir Adderley, I'm telling you right here, that is going to be a formidable safety duo for a long time. I like that pick for the Chargers and a weight on it. How about Sioux Falls offensive tackle Trey Pimpkins in the third round? He's really a project player who has some potential as an offensive tackle, but was picked a round or two earlier because I think the Chargers, they didn't want to lose him as the draft progressed on. So as many of these players do, they felt like he had some traits some things they liked on film. He could be a, a nice complement rotational offensive tackle once he's in the weight room and he gets to develop a little more. Overall, great for the Chargers, B-. Now the Oakland Raiders, they shocked a lot of people by taking Claylin Farrell with their fourth overall pick. And they went in and uh, doubled up from another power program and took Alabama running back Josh Jacobs, Mississippi State Jonathan Abram, Clemson corner Trayvon Mullen, Max Crosby, Houston corner Isaiah Johnson, LSU tight end Foster Moreau, Clemson receiver Hunter Renfro, Prairie View A&M edge rusher Quentin Bell with the last selection in the draft. Now, I know a lot of people were scratching their heads about Claylin Farrell at number four, but you know what? That's actually my favorite pick by the Oakland Raiders. A lot of people are criticizing it, but look, you look at Claylin Farrell, okay? Look at his resume, then you come talk to me. He's an All-American edge rusher. He did it at Clemson. If you watched him in the playoffs, shoot, man, there's a case he could have been a top three pick. I mean, dominating Jonah Williams in the title game. He's long. He can get off the ball quick. And he's a high character guy. As you saw Mike Mayock talk about it. I'm going to stand by this pick for the Oakland Raiders. Many people were just laughing, saying, wow, they passed up Josh Allen. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been here and I've said it multiple times. I would have taken Josh Allen any day, right? But I think there's a lot to like about Farrell and what he can bring to Oakland. High motor, high effort. I dig the pick. You ought to give 
Mike Mayock, the benefit of the doubt, he knows what he's talking about as a draft analyst. And before you want to jump on him for reaching for Farrell, let it play out a little bit. But I truly think that this guy is a special player and he's going to prove it in his rookie season. How about a wait on it pick? Eastern Michigan edge rusher Max Crosby. You look at him, he clearly needs some more time for development. But he has some rare traits. He's got a relentless work ethic. He's athletic, raw, quick-footed. I think he can do it all. He has a nice assortment of pass rushing skills. And putting him there in Oakland, who they, yes, they need a bevy of edge rushers. Max Crosby in the fourth round, that's really, really nice value. Overall grade for Oakland, I'm giving him an A. I love the pick. Jonathan Abram there at number 27. Hard-hitting safety. I like everything about his game. So the Raiders doing some good things. Now to the AFC North we go. Baltimore Ravens, they had Marquise Brown, Louisiana Tech outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson, Notre Dame wide receiver Miles Boykin, Oklahoma State running back Justice Hill, Oklahoma offensive guard Ben Powers, USC corner Mon Marshall, AM DT Dalen Mack, Penn State quarterback Trace McSorley. All right, here's my favorite pick for the Ravens. It's Hollywood Brown. Getting him there at number 25 overall. I talked about it. He was actually going to Baltimore my final mock draft. I love the fit there. A lot of people were linking taller receivers to Baltimore because they wanted Lamar Jackson to have a red zone target. Well, they got that already with a guy like Miles Boykin, but Marquise Brown He is an explosive playmaker. You get him the ball in the flats. You get him the ball in a five-yard slant. He's going to take it to the house. How about a wait on it pick? Louisiana Tech outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson. Getting him in the third round I feel like was a steal for Baltimore because a lot of people had him going either in late round one or early second. And we know the Baltimore Ravens visited with Ferguson extensively. He could have gone much earlier, but... I think he has the tools to come in and be another key contributor there for a Ravens defense that is looking to regain its power in the AFC North. Overall grade for the Ravens, I'm giving them an A. I like a lot what they did. Now the Cincinnati Bengals, first-year head coach Zach Taylor. They went Jonah Williams there in round number one, so addressing the offensive line for Andy Dalton, Washington tight end Drew Sample, NC State linebacker Jermaine Pratt, NC State quarterback Ryan Finley, Arizona State DT Rennell Wren, Ohio State center Michael Jordan, AM running back Travion Williams, Auburn linebacker Deshaun Davis, Oklahoma running back Rodney Anderson, so doubled up at the running back position, and then South Dakota State corner Jordan Brown, My favorite pick here is obviously Jonah Williams, round one pick. He can play guard. He can play tackle. The Bengals, they needed to solidify that offensive line, and I still think they need to add more to it in the future. But Jonah Williams, he solidified himself in the pre-draft process. You saw the film at Alabama. I know Claylin Farrell manhandled him in the national championship, but Farrell is a heck of a player. That's why I believe it justifies him going number four overall. But Williams, a lot to like about that pick. Wait on it. Arizona DT Rennell Wren, who I did interview on this podcast. Rennell Wren, he's a big physical defensive tackle that can penetrate as a run stuffer. One thing he said, he's working to improve his pass skills. Once he does that, he can learn from Geno Atkins, who they already have on the roster. Give him a couple years to develop, but Rennell Wren, I think they have something in him there in the fourth round. 
Overall grade for the Bengals, C-plus there for Zach Taylor. While I like some things, I still feel like they could have addressed some other positions. They really didn't get a top-graded linebacker. I like Jermaine Pratt from NC State, high-motored player, but I feel like there are some other players there that they could have acquired that would have maybe helped my grade a bit. Now the Cleveland Browns, who they didn't have very many picks, but boy were they aggressive. They got LSU corner Greedy Williams, BYU linebacker Sione Takitaki, Miami safety Sheldrick Redwine, Alabama linebacker Mac Wilson, Oklahoma kicker Austin Seibert, Southeast Missouri offensive guard Drew Forbes, and two-lane corner Donnie Lewis. My favorite pick here for obvious reasons is Greedy Williams because of the value. Taking him at the number 46 overall selection, that is a steal, my friends. Grady Williams was regarded as a top 15 pick for much of the pre-draft process. However, there are some concerns that led to him dropping. And the Browns, who are well known for taking players with some risks that have high upside, this John Dorsey there who's now running and calling the shots in Cleveland. I love the pick, trading up to grab him. How about you pair him with Denzel Ward? You may have something special brewing how about a wait on it pick? Alabama linebacker Mac Wilson in the fifth round. This is another faller who many people pegged as a second round pick. However, inconsistent film. People didn't like that he was kind of a non-factor in a lot of big games this season. Well, that's fine. Cleveland, they're not going to have to rely on him as a day one starter because they have immense depth already as it is. So this is why Wilson can contribute on special teams early and then you give him some more time to learn the game, maybe increase his skills a little bit, watch more film, and he has some things that you definitely like as an NFL prospect. Overall great for Cleveland, B+. Down we go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their haul was Michigan linebacker Devin Bush, Toledo wide receiver Deontay Johnson, Michigan State corner Justin Lane, Kentucky running back Benny Snell, Michigan tight end Zach Gentry, Northern Illinois edge rusher Sutton Smith, Bama defense alignment Isaiah Bugs, Akron linebacker Ulysses Gilbert, and Maryland offensive tackle Derwin Gray. Now, here's my favorite pick here, and I know this is a little bit of a surprise, but trust me when I say this, this guy is going to be a stud. And it's Toledo receiver Deontay Johnson. They took him in the third round with that pick they acquired from the Raiders and the Antonio Brown trade. And he is a, a very interesting prospect. A lot of people didn't even know who the heck he was. I mean, let's just be honest. But you watch him, you look at his intangibles. He has the toughness, the grits, the hands, and the quickness to excel and separate at the next level. And how about we uh, do not doubt GM Kevin Colbert when he identifies receivers. So you put all that into factoring and you uh, can calculate that Johnson with Ben Roethlisberger, I think will be a big time compliment to Juju Smith-Schuster in the Steel City. Wait on it pick for me is Alabama defense alignment Isaiah Bugs. You know that in the sixth round when you can snag a Bama defense alignment, while yes, he's not well known because he was overshadowed by all the other powerhouse talent that they have there, I think he is definitely a strong player in his own right who joins an already stacked defensive front in Pittsburgh, but don't rule him out down the road. Maybe a practice squad guy, but keep an eye on Bugs moving forward. Overall, great for Pittsburgh. I really also like the pick of Justin Lane. 
Benny Snell as well. So I'm giving them an A. I actually like what the Steelers did. Now we go to the NFC. So the NFC South here, the Atlanta Falcons, Boston College, offensive guard Chris Lindstrom, Washington offensive tackle Caleb McGarry, Ohio State corner Kendall Sheffield, Charleston defensive end John Kaminsky, Pittsburgh running back Quadri Allison, Washington corner Jordan Miller, and Louisiana Monroe receiver Marcus Green. The best pick here, Boston College guard Chris Lindstrom. A lot of people felt like that was a reach and question Atlanta picking him so early. Look at the stats, then come back and let's discuss it further. He rarely gave up a sack. He allowed very low and very few quarterback pressures. He can come in and help keep Matty Ice upright in the pocket. Wait on it, pick. Charleston defensive end John Kaminsky. He is about 6'4", 6'5". Comes from Charleston, so a lot of people were like, who in the heck is Charleston? Yes, I get it, small college, but he's a guy that has those rare traits as a pass rusher. He's got the quick burst. He's got the length at the line of scrimmage. You know Dan Quinn, who masters in defense, let him get his hands on John Kaminsky, and I'm telling you what, he could be a nice hidden gem for Atlanta. Overall grade for the Falcons, B-. minus. Carolina Panthers, they went Florida State edge rusher Brian Burns, Mississippi offensive tackle Greg Little, West Virginia quarterback Will Greer, Bama defensive end linebacker Christian Miller, Florida running back Jordan Scarlett, South Carolina offensive tackle Dennis Daly, and then closed out the draft with Georgia wide receiver Terry Godwin. My favorite pick here for Carolina is Ole Miss offensive tackle Greg Little. Took him in the second round. At one point, he had some first-round buzz. Make no mistake about it, he needs to add some more weight to his frame. But we all knew that Carolina, they were hunting offensive tackles because they cut Khalil after a failed experiment. I really like Little's game. He has some upside, so good value there. Wait on it pick for me. How about Jordan Scarlett? You know the Panthers, they already have Christian McCaffrey. He's their bell cow. But they did want to add another running back to complement him and kind of play that Jonathan Stewart role, physical bowling ball type of back. Scarlett is just that from Florida. Overall grade for Carolina, B+. Down we go to the New Orleans Saints. They got A&M center Eric McCoy, Florida safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Rutgers safety Saquon Hampton, Notre Dame tight end Elise Mack, and Idaho linebacker Caden Ellis. The top pick for the Saints in my eyes was Florida safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the fourth round. He's a versatile safety who presented some nice value in the early fourth round. So the Saints, they traded up to get him so he gets to go join an already talented secondary that has Marshawn Lattimore, Eli Apple. So the Saints got excellent value there from Gardner-Johnson. How about a wait on it pick? Notre Dame tight end Elise Mack, seventh round. There's no guarantee he's going to hang around after training camp in the preseason, but you never know. Those Notre Dame tight ends, they end up being really productive in the NFL, and when you got a quarterback like Drew Brees who's operating under center, you just never know who can boom in the NFL at the next level. Elise Mack, maybe a practice squad candidate, but keep an eye on him. Overall, great for the Saints. I like the Eric McCoy pick, but I don't know if I would have traded up all the way to snag a center after they signed Nick Easton there from the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm going to give New Orleans a C plus. So I'm going to be a tough grader on New Orleans. And plus the lack of picks, I think also factors into that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, next team, they got Devin White, Central Michigan DB, Sean Bunting, 
Auburn corner Jamel Dean, Kentucky safety Mike Edwards, Iowa outside linebacker Anthony Nelson, Utah kicker Matt Gay, Bowling Green receiver Scott Miller, and Missouri DT Terry Beckner. I absolutely love the Devin White pick in the first round. He's a star inside linebacker who will lead the Bucks defense for many years to come. Wait on it pick. How about Terry Beckner out of Mizzou? Seventh round pick, as we know it all along. Sometimes these guys don't quite make it. They end up waffling around seven, eight teams as their NFL career unfolds. But I think there's something there. You watch him there at Missouri. There wasn't a whole lot to like from the defense as a whole. But Beckner was one of the lone bright spots there for the Tigers. Overall grade for Bruce Arians and Co. B minus. Now the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. They got Tristan Hill, Penn State offensive guard Connor McGovern. Memphis running back receiver Tony Pollard, Miami corner Michael Jackson, Miami defensive end Joe Jackson, Texas A&M safety Donovan Wilson, Ohio State running back Mike Weber, and Oregon edge rusher Jalen Jelks. My favorite pick here for the Dallas Cowboys was Tristan Hill. I know this was a head scratcher for many people. People were expecting the Cowboys to go safety with Juan Thornhill and Nasir Adderley on the board. But Hill, going at number 58, I think that's some good value because if you really do some scouting research on Hill, if it wasn't for some character concerns from his final season there at UCF, he could have been a late first rounder. He's a disruptive defensive tackle, and he didn't quite get along with the new coaching staff after Scott Frost left UCF, which is why he was limited to only a handful of starts. But make no mistake about it, I think he can come in and really help this Dallas defense align. Rod Marinelli, he loves high motor players, which is exactly what Hill is. And how about a wait on it pick? Another surprising pick by the Cowboys was Penn State offensive guard Connor McGovern in the third round. And people were saying, here we go again. Dallas isn't investing on an offensive line that is already filled with all pros and it's the strength of the team. Why not address other areas? But I actually like this pick. When you really think about this in the long-term picture, Lyle Collins, who's at right tackle, he's in the contract year. He's going to be looking to get paid next offseason. So Dallas says, okay, we're going to go ahead and protect ourselves, get ourselves a good offensive lineman in McGovern, because if need be, they can transition Connor Williams, who's currently playing left guard, out to right tackle, and then slide McGovern in as an adequate starter at left guard. So I like it. It adds protection to an already strong unit. Overall, great for the Cowboys, B+. Now we go to the New York Giants, and boy, were their fans livid. They took Daniel Jones at number 6, then they went Clemson, DT, Dexter, Lawrence at 17. Traded back into round 1 to take DeAndre Baker. They got Old Dominion defensive end O'Shane Jimenez. Notre Dame corner Julian Love. Wisconsin linebacker Ryan Connolly. Auburn receiver Darius Slayton, who has a ton of speed. Washburn corner Corey Ballantyne. So also sending my thoughts and prayers out to him as he was wounded and lost his teammate in a tragic shooting. Kentucky offensive tackle Georgia Safu Ajay. And then Syracuse DT Chris Slayton. My favorite pick here for the G-Men was DeAndre Baker at the end of round one. He was my number one corner all along. I loved what he did at Georgia. He was an All-American for obvious reasons, so I think he can go be a staple in that Giants secondary. Wait on it pick. How about O'Shane Zimenez in the third round? 
He's an excellent value pick. I like what he can do as an edge rusher. James Betcher is going to love him, and I'm sure Giants fans will follow suit after seeing what type of productiveness he can bring to the Big Apple. Overall, great for the Giants. I'm going to give him a C+. I know Daniel Jones is considered a major reach, but I will say this. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a chance before you bite his head off. You never know what he can produce into. Obviously, the Giants believe that he is their future franchise quarterback. On we go to the Philadelphia Eagles, who they took Washington State offensive tackle Andre Dillard in the first round after trading up. Miles Sanders there in round two. Stanford receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Penn State defensive end Sharif Miller. And Northwestern quarterback Clayton Thorson. My favorite pick for the Eagles was Stanford wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Of course, the Philly fans were a little bit disappointed because they wanted D.K. Metcalf, who was still on the board at the time. But J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, he's a heck of a player. Jump ball wide receiver. Now you add him to the mix in the red zone with Zach Ertz at tight end, a fellow Stanford alum. It's going to give defenses nightmares and plenty to worry about trying to defend both of those guys in the red zone. And how about a wait on it pick for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm giving it to Sharif Miller, the Penn State defensive end. He flashed some things on tape there at Penn State. High motor player. The Eagles brought him in for a top 30 visit, so obviously they liked what they saw from him. So keep an eye on him. Uh, of course, Miles Sanders, that's a high upside pick. He is dynamic with the ball in his hands. I really like what Philly did and Howie Roseman. So I'm giving them an A draft grade. So Eagles, well done. Excellent decision to trade up and get your future left tackle in Dillard. Now the Redskins, they got Dwayne Haskins, Montez Sweat, Ohio State wide receiver Terry McLaurin, Stanford running back Bryce Love in the fourth, Indiana offensive guard Wes Martin, Alabama center Ross Pearsonbacher, North Carolina linebacker Cole Holcomb, North Carolina State receiver Kelvin Hardman, James Madison corner Jimmy Moreland, and Oklahoma State edge rusher Jordan Brailford. My favorite pick was Dwayne Haskins. I mean, nobody expected him to be on the board at 15. The Redskins loved him all along. In fact, there were rumors that they wanted to trade up for him. Well, guess what? They stand pat. They land him at 15. He's a heck of a quarterback. 50 touchdowns at Ohio State. I know he just has one year under his belt, but I really like his upside. I think the Redskins may have solved their quarterback issues with him. Wait on it pick. Stanford running back Bryce Love. They took him in the fourth round. Coming off an ACL tear. And I know they already have Darius Geis. They have Adrian Peterson. They brought him back on a new contract. But Bryce Love, he's a special player. He was a Heisman candidate before his final year, I might add. And he returned and... Fortunately, got hurt, but I like what he brings to Washington. And when he's eventually healthy and he's going and Geis is as well, that's going to be a nice one-two punch for the Washington Redskins to go along with Dwayne Haskins. Now we go to the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals. They took Kyler Murray, number one overall, as many people uh, expected. And they went Byron Murphy in round two. UMass receiver Andy Isabella, Boston College defensive end Zach Allen, Iowa State receiver Hakeem Butler, Alabama safety Deontay Thompson, Fresno State receiver Keyshawn Johnson, Georgia Center Lamont Gallard, Morgan State offensive tackle Joshua Miles, Temple DT Michael Dogby, UCLA tight end Caleb Wilson, Mr. Irrelevant. My favorite pick was Washington corner Byron Murphy in the second round. 
That's an absolute steal for a guy that was viewed as a top 25 pick. Murphy has great ball skills, good instincts. Now he and Patrick Peterson, I think they're going to make a strong starting corner duo in the desert. How about a wait on it pick? Iowa State Hakeem Butler. I have no clue as to why he dropped to the fourth round, but he's been working with Calvin Johnson in the pre-draft process. Big bodied receiver. Kyler Murray is going to absolutely love him. And guess what? What makes it even better is that Butler's going to get to learn from Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best to ever do it in the NFL. Overall, great for the Cardinals. I'm giving them an A. I really love what they did. They addressed a lot of needs, bolstered the offense, and uh, you know what? They got themselves a new quarterback with Cliff Kingsbury in tow. So we'll see how that plays out. Los Angeles Rams. They had uh, Taylor Rapp there to go with Memphis running back Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. Michigan corner David Long. Oklahoma offensive guard Bobby Evans. Washington DT Greg Gaines. Wisconsin tackle David Edwards. Penn State safety Nick Scott. And then Texas Tech linebacker Dakota Allen. Last chance you. How about that? That's cool to see him. My favorite pick for the Rams. Washington safety Taylor Rapp. I know that 40 time, 478, scared off a lot of teams, hip flexor issue, but he is simply a heady football player. He finds his way to the ball despite, uh, you know, possessing average athleticism for the position. I think he's going to be a long term starter once Eric Weddle retires, um, or especially Weddle, who's dealt with injuries in his career. So good depth add there for the Rams. Wait on it, pick for me is Washington DT Greg Gaines in the fourth round. You watch him. That guy is fun to watch on tape. He blows up offensive guards. He makes plays in the backfield. Pair him alongside Aaron Donald. He could be the endomic and sue replacement that everybody is wanting there for the Rams. Overall grade, C+. I felt like they could have gone a couple of different directions there. Daryl Henderson has insurance for Todd Gurley. Change of pace back. So I I like some players they did there, but I'll give him a C plus just for the lack of picks as I'll say it. Several time again. Now the San Francisco 49ers, their draft picks. Ohio State defensive Nick Bosa, South Carolina wide receiver Devo Samuel, Baylor receiver Jalen Hurd, Utah punter Mitch Wishnowski, Arkansas linebacker Dre Greenlaw, Stanford tight end Caden Smith, Vandy offensive tackle Justin Skewell, and Virginia corner Tim Harris. My favorite pick here, South Carolina wide receiver Debo Samuel. His ability to work inside and outside, his toughness, his grit, strong hands. That's a no-brainer for the San Francisco 49ers in round two. Jimmy Garoppolo ought to be thrilled to work with such a dynamic playmaker. Wait on it, pick there for San Francisco. Arkansas linebacker Drake Greenlaw in the fifth round. There were plenty of teams who had Greenlaw on their radar and the Niners beat them to it. He's a very physical linebacker. You watch him shed blocks out in space. He has some upside. Overall grade for San Francisco, B+. Now to the Seattle Seahawks. Their draft picks, TCU defensive end LJ Collier. Utah DB Marquise Blair. Ole Miss wide receiver DK Metcalf. Utah linebacker Cody Barton. West Virginia wide receiver Gary Jennings. Wake Forest offensive guard Phil Haynes. Oregon corner Hugo Amati. Washington linebacker Ben Burkirvin. Miami running back Travis Homer, Florida State DT DeMarcus Christmas, and Hawaii wide receiver John Ursua. My favorite pick here, DK Metcalf in the second round. I know a lot of people overhyped him, let's just be honest, and I agree. I think he was a combine warrior that had many people gushing about him being a top 15 pick, 
And in one mock draft, I had him going nine to the Bills. So I was one of those people who thought he was going to be an early selection. But seeing him fall all the way to the second round and number 64 overall, I think he landed in the perfect spot. The Seahawks, they've been looking for a target like him to give Russell Wilson on the outside. He's an Alshon Jeffrey type of bargain for Seattle. And if he reaches his potential as a big-time downfield playmaker, the Seahawks will be ecstatic. And Russell Wilson will have himself a big, reliable target to throw at, especially as they move into the red zone. A wait on and pick for Seattle. Washington linebacker Ben Burkirvin in the fifth round relentless motor he's undersized but if you give him a chance and you let him go and roam free and chase the ball around he fits perfectly of what today's NFL linebackers do that's defend the pass at a high level and chase down running backs in the backfield overall great for Seattle Uh, I'm gonna give him a B I like LJ Collier I think 29 was a little bit rich there of course, we'll see how it plays out in the coming years. Now we'll go to the NFC North, which is the final division here. Chicago Bears, Iowa State running back David Montgomery, Georgia wide receiver Riley Ridley, Kansas State corner Duke Shelley, Florida Atlantic running back Kareth White, Valdosta State corner Stephen Denmark. My favorite pick here, Iowa State running back David Montgomery in the third round. Excellent value. You know, they traded Jordan Howard to the Eagles. Montgomery is a very similar style running back who can come in, compliment Tariq Cohen. I like his physical, aggressive style of running. He makes a good fit there in the Windy City. How about a wait on it pick? Valdosta State corner Steven Denmark, who I did some coverage on. 6'2", he used to play receiver. He's got some good ball skills. Thrived at that level. I'm just saying, Bears fans, do not sleep on Steven Denmark. I love what the Bears did with limited picks. Riley Ridley, that's excellent value there in the fourth round. Then Duke Shelley. So I'm going to give the Bears an A. So Ryan Pace and Nagy doing a nice job. The Lions, they got Iowa tight end TJ Hawkinson, Hawaii linebacker Jelani Tavai, Boston College safety Will Harris, Clemson's Austin Bryant, Penn State corner Amani Oriare, Old Dominion wide receiver Travis Fulcam, Maryland running back Ty Johnson, Georgia tight end Isaac Nada. Arizona DT PJ Johnson. My favorite pick was TJ Hawkinson going in the first round. He's a two-way tight end prospect. He's a strong target for Matthew Stafford. And you know what? The Lions are trying to emulate a lot of what New England did with Rob Gronkowski. In fact, they tried to trade for Rob Gronkowski after Matt Patricia took over there in Detroit. Hawkinson, excellent blocker as well. Wait on it pick. How about Amani Oriarwie from Penn State? Fifth round pick. Did a nice job there at Penn State. He can really, I think, transform into a lockdown corner with the right coaching and the right physical tools and maturation as he grows in the NFL. Overall grade for the Lions, B-. Green Bay Packers, Michigan outside linebacker Rashawn Gary, Maryland safety Darnell Savage, Mississippi State offensive guard Elgin Jenkins, A&M tight end Jay Sternberger, A&M defensive end Kings Zagiki, Toledo corner Kadar Holman, Notre Dame running back Dexter Williams and TCU linebacker Ty Summers. My favorite pick is Darnell Savage in the first round. He fills an immediate need at safety. He's going to be an effective nickel defender as well. He's going to pop ball carriers whenever possible. I love the value. Scary athlete ran a 4-3-6 at the combine. How about a wait on it pick? Notre Dame running back Dexter Williams in the sixth round. I interviewed him 
runner out of Notre Dame. Man, this guy was lights out this past season. I know Green Bay has a crowded running back room, but if Williams can find a little bit of an opportunity there in Green Bay, do not be surprised if he beats out a couple of notable names. Overall grade for the Packers, B+, Rayshon Gary at 12. That was a nice pick there. And then Jay Sternberger at 75. Don't be surprised if that guy emerges into a very reliable tight end. Minnesota Vikings, NC State center, Garrett Bradbury, Alabama tight end, Irv Smith. Boise State running back, Alexander Madison, Oklahoma offensive guard, Drew Samia, USC linebacker, Cameron Smith. Arkansas DT, Armand Watts, Wyoming safety, Marcus Epps. Elon, offensive tackle, Ole Udo, Texas corner, Chris Boyd, Oregon wide receiver, Dylan Mitchell. Colorado State wide receiver, Olabisi Johnson. And Air Force long snapper, Austin Cutting. How about some love for the long snappers? My favorite pick here. Obvious reasons, NC State center, Garrett Bradbury. He's athletic. He's tough. The best center in this year's draft class. We know Minnesota's offensive line was in dire need of improvement. So that pick will make Kirk Cousins and running back Dalvin Cook extremely happy. Wait on it pick. How about Oregon receiver Dylan Mitchell in the seventh round? Again, one of those fallers that I wasn't quite sure would make it that low into the draft, but he did. And how about this? He gets to join a very talented receiving unit there in Minnesota. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. I like what Minnesota did. They brought in a lot of different players at positions of need. Alexander Madison out of Boise in the third round. Good pick there. I'm giving Minnesota a B for what they did in the 2019 NFL Draft. So there you have it, my rundown of every team's draft picks, what my grades are. I enjoyed the process, and I wanted to give you a podcast to put a bow on this entire draft process. So again, thanks for taking the time to listen in. I'll be back this week with some player interviews, so stay tuned here to the Pro Football Chase podcast. Until then, take care and God bless. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.